Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody. It's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode features Camille McDonald. She's a consultant. She spent many years of her career at Bath & Body Works and is now embarking on a new role. And it'll be really interesting for you to listen to that transition from corporate roles to consultant. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Georgina Gooley. She is the co-founder of Billy. I hope you enjoy the shows. I am so excited to be sitting with Camille McDonald. She is a consultant. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Great. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you here. I'm grateful for meeting you. We met um, at an event a few months ago. We sat next to each other. And um, I love hearing about your history and your career and what's next for you. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Great. Thank you. So um, let's talk about your career in fragrance. Very long career in the beauty industry, specifically fragrance, and most recently the president of brand merchandising at Bath and Body Works, mm-hmm. where you worked for over a decade. Yes. Before retiring. Yes. Lot, there's a lot to unpack there. So let's start <laughs> with this. Why beauty? So why beauty is um, I got hooked on beauty early on um, because, uh, and, and I have a funny story to tell you about that, um, Mark Laracy at Charles of the Ritz gave me my first opportunity. Um, but uh, I originally wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And it only took two experiences in broadcast journalism to tell me that I didn't have the stuff to be a broadcast journalist. What happened? Um, uh, it, it just, it was literally too hard back then um, because I also wanted to make money. Um, uh, it was really hard for women to break in. Uh, so now nowadays it's it's uh, it's easy, you know, for women to to break in. But back then um, it was harder. Uh, and because I really wanted to make money, um, I you know uh, I, I basically said, hmm, what can I also apply my writing skill to uh, to um, uh, to uh, and I'm always rewriting everybody's copy uh, to um, basically do what I like. Uh, And so I switched from broadcast journalism to beauty because often we were writing about nothing. Back then, now new technologies are driving the market, uh, but back then it was, you know, fresh scrub beauty with Christy Brinkley. It was um, uh, the glamour of Sophia Loren. And all of those things moved very slowly. Um, so you can remember when uh, Fresh Scrub Beauty was in, was in play. So, um, so then I went to Charles of the Ritz and said, um, uh, and, and Mark Laracy walked in the door and said, um, you have absolutely nothing to offer me. That because, was the job interview? Yes, that was the job <laughs> interview. And... Uh, then he left me hanging for 45 minutes um, while all of the other people convinced him to give me a chance. Uh, and then I drove the conversation by saying, you know, you left me hanging for 45 minutes. I, I, you can always fire me. You know, fire me if it's not working out. Um, and uh, so he did give me a chance. Uh, and um, And that's how... Uh, that's how I, I basically became a beauty era person. 
And it was a copywriting job? Uh, it No, it was a, no, it was not a copywriting job. It was a director of marketing job. Oh, wow. Yes. For you. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, mean, I landed somehow in that. Um, and uh, so he, um, and he gave, honestly, he gave me the chance uh, because on paper, I had absolutely nothing to offer. But I accept a desire to get into beauty. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I remember saying, that I, someone will hire me sometime because I'm determined to get into beauty. Uh, and because it gave me an opportunity to write, basically. And then, then I discovered all of the other things that got me addicted to it. Uh, but uh, that, it was fun. And he um, never brought it up again, so he must have been happy. Uh, and, um, and I'm still here. So sitting in that room, waiting 45 minutes for someone to come back and talk yes. to you. I mean, you you could have gone in the other direction. I'm never going to get this. They're, they're not going to take me. What gave you that spark to say, just hire me and fire me if it doesn't work out? That's right. Where did you get that confidence from? Um, I got, you know what? I went to a girl's school. So I think Smith College, you know, was a girl's school. And um, they've never varied from that. Uh, and I think that that confidence came from just, well, of course they're going to hire me. You know, they, they have to hire me because I want this job. You know, so I, you know, I, I think it was just that confidence that came from being schooled at a girl's school. I love that. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk about your career at Bath & Body Works. Yes. Um, it was over 10 years, but how many years was it actually? 13 years. 13 years. Yes. So um, where did you start at the beginning of the 13 years and you left? Uh, what, did, what did you feel like was the best accomplishment when you left? Um, well, we, my team and I added a billion dollars to the top line. So that, <laughs> that, that's a sound bite that you can't ever get away from. Uh, so um, I think, and we proved our value. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, we proved our value by by doing basically just that. Uh, and it was a tough company, though. It was a very tough company. What made it hard? Um, so th- the ever-changing priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, uh, the priorities of the day were never what you thought they would be. Um, I tried to be organized and lead my team with conviction. Uh, but uh, it, it was the ever-changing priorities. You never knew what the day was going to hold, which actually has its own piece of addiction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if, uh, you know, I, I always say you live and die by the cash register ring at noon. Um, if, if the um, category, the new category you were testing, for instance, didn't make the register ring at noon, there was an assumption that you would fix it or clear it. Basically, uh, and and I and I'm I'm exaggerating to make a point, uh, but it's not that far off, you know, from what we were tasked to do, uh, and I I I believe that there there you know you have to have confidence in what you're doing in order to lead a team there. Basically, so let's talk about this idea of shifting priorities. Because I've seen this in entrepreneurial small companies. It's yes. sort of just the way it is. I never imagined that gigantic corporations, that the priorities of an organization as big as Bath & Body Works could shift from day to day. Mm-hmm. That's really what the experience is yes. like. Yeah. And I was um, 
for instance, I always trained the sales associates on whatever category we were in, uh, and uh, they, um, uh, they, they, I basically had to properly train all of those sales associates, basically, in order to make sure that they knew what they were doing when they were in store. You mean the thousands of associates? Yeah. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they, they just played it basically for all of the associates oh, mm-hmm. when a new floor set was coming. Right. So, um, you know, this is at a time when beauty wasn't moving as quickly as it moves now. That's right. So, um, you know, how could you even like mentally, emotionally keep up with these shifts? I got addicted to it, basically, you what, know, because what does that mean? the um, so you never knew what a day was going to bring you. Mm-hmm. Um, And so as a result, you had to be enormously malleable uh, in how you approached your day and just say, okay, then now we're changing priorities Um, because we had to, we had to squeeze more out of every day, basically. Uh, And uh, I got addicted to that process of ever-changing priorities. Right. So it's almost like the way that we feel addicted to our phones, like we're yes, the next email. Yes, exactly. The next email. Right, right. And by by the time I left, it was like that, mm-hmm. for sure. So you know, because happened. you had to keep up with your emails. Right. So, um, you know, as the leader of the team, you find a way to cope. But how did you coach your team to cope with this? By, by picking like-minded people mm-hmm. who um, I felt got it, you know, um, you either you know, Les taught me this. You either get it or you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like-minded people who thought the way I thought basically were who helped me put that billion dollars on the top line. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a huge accomplishment, right? It was, um, I'm sure, not very easy. Right. Um, I hear that there was a really interesting commute involved in the job. Oh, God. <laughs> what yes. was that? Um, I was back and forth to Columbus every week, basically. So that was um, that was tough. Uh, but again, when you you know, and and part of why it took me so long to get acclimated to retirement is that I uh, I was at, in a different place every week. And, and it, it seemed like an adjustment, you know, to be home, home all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so th- that, was, that was interesting. And I, I think it was part of why it took me a little time to get acclimated to retirement. So did you like have New York Mondays and Tuesdays in Ohio? Was there a fixed schedule? Uh, no, there wasn't a fixed schedule because you never knew when you were going to be required to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Every, every uh, week, basically, I sat down. Mondays were always in New York. Mm-hmm. So I sat down with my assistant and said, okay, what do we, what do we got <laughs> this week? Uh, and, uh, you know, it was because it was every week, basically. Right. So, um, but, they, but they did have a shuttle that went back and forth uh-huh. from Teterboro. So it was great. That part was great. Right, you didn't have to deal with the airport. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that sort of makes, um, I guess, that inconsistent schedule makes everything else in your life have to shift around. It, yes. Right? Like your personal yes, life. Yes, that's true. Um, you probably can't have a dog with that type of schedule. No. 
Um, are there things that you had to give up to be able to maintain that lifestyle for that many years? Yeah, and I think that's part of why, again, I was um, more acclimated to an uh, an upset life mm-hmm. than, um, and, and I think that was part of why it took me so long to get acclimated to uh, to retirement. Right, because you're used to um, a more chaotic schedule. Exactly. And now you have control over your time. That's right. Which is like two completely different ends of the spectrum. Right, exactly. Um, I want to dive into this retirement because you have so sure. many great stories. But before I do, let's talk about um, retail advice because there's a lot of retailers struggling now. Yes. Um, there's a lot of small businesses establishing themselves and green and clean and you know, be, trying to become the next generation of retailers. Um, and then there's a lot of people listen, listening who are um, district managers, area managers, yes. store managers, right? And they live and breathe by the cash registers. That's say, right. Right? So um, when you work for a company like that and you, you know, you're not the senior person, you're working in the store, you're working in a region. And, and you you're taking have, orders from right, someone. You don't have control all, over all of marketing That's right. and everything, all the rest of the machine. How can you bring sales to your store? So I'm going to give some advice uh, and say... Um, experiences matter. So, um, you know, I, I tell my millennial customers who are holding us to a higher bar of innovation, um, responsible sustainability, authenticity, uh, and uh, natural ingredients, or they want to understand why it's not natural. Um, I, I, I tell my clients in skincare, um, particularly, tell your customers about the shelf life of organics because you will, um, so it won't come as a surprise uh, because it can be shorter than normal. Um, And so it must be a conscious choice to choose organics. Um, And and so it, it, it is, so it must be a conscious choice to choose organics. And if you tell the truth about what is, in or not in the ingredient list. I believe, and, and I, I'm giving this advice to the district managers and all of that, because experiences matter. Um, and uh, when, when we, uh, when, if you tell the truth about making that conscious choice and also tell the truth about what's in or not in the ingredient list, um, that those customers will thank you. Um, and I believe, I believe in complete transparency. If you, um, uh, if you have complete transparency, you will get a reputation for being one of the few straight-talking brands. Um, and that's, so, so back at Bath & Body Works, we um, brought the, the uh, uh, we tested it out locally uh, in Columbus and, and uh, New York. Uh, to bring back the uh, hand massage, which I, I'm sure you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was an easy emotional connection because, you know, um, you have to recognize that some customers don't have time for it. And, and we did it on Saturdays, to be fair. Um, but uh, you, you have to recognize that some, some, you know, clients don't have time for it and they don't, and they, they want to walk in and get what they came to get. With that said, it was an easy emotional connection because when someone is massaging your hand, uh, it you know it's magic. You know you have to slow down 
and focus on the product. So if um, an area manager or store manager that doesn't look like they're going to meet their month, does clienteling still work, like calling your customers, you know, reaching out to them directly? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they, you know, if they, if they believe their product performs, that's the first criteria. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, when it came to Bath and Body Works, it was really just transporting someone or capturing a favorite memory. Um, but, but that, you know, because you, you had to transport someone somewhere, you know, to, to, to deliver on the value. Um, it, it was, um, I, I think that you can create experiences that are in the store that, and, and we proved it with the easy emotional connection that, uh, the, um, uh, that our hand massages brought us. So let's skip ahead now to retiring. Yes. Um, you have so many incredible lessons and wisdom to share with yes. listeners. And a lot of people are actually thinking of pivoting careers. And we get a lot of feedback from people who are looking to make changes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, you had a steady job for decades, as we talked about. Um, but you described the process of um, looking for a new challenge when she retired um, as pivotal. You, you told me you had the arrogance of always having a job. Yes. What does that mean? Um, it means exactly what it says, to be honest. Um, uh, I, you know, um, the, the pace at Bath and Body Works was insane. Uh, and, uh, you, know, again, you know, we were rearranging our priorities midstream. Uh, and uh, the, it was just insane. Uh, and so I pivoted, basically. Um, because I refused to go down with the ship, um, I pivoted and honestly converted to take a deep dive into skincare because I needed to diversify myself. I had been in fragrance forever. Um, and uh, I, um, I pivoted and took a deep dive into skincare. And I can honestly say I'm enjoying it because um, I was a little bit sick of fragrance, basically. Um, and, and also, you know, you have to, um, uh, you have to diversify yourself when what you're doing is not working. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, um, I, I took a deep dive into skincare and literally I know now all of the hot ingredients that are driving the market. Uh, I know the, um, uh, the, whether it's the hot ingredients driving the market or every skincare trend in, um, in uh, uh, the ingredient list. Uh, and I can now fashion a, uh, a skincare line from scratch, basically, to say, well, this is what you need. And, 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 I'm, you know, and it's working, basically, because I'm, you know, I, I define myself by what I do. Uh, and uh, as a result... Uh, it is, it's really working for me now. So, um, but getting to this spot was challenging, right? You yes. told me that you thought you'd leave Bath and Body Works and brands would roll out the red carpet. Absolutely. <laughs> what where was, what was wrong carpet? with that thinking? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I would think that most people in their, in your situation would think, okay, right. Like I, now I'm a free agent. Right. Um, I'm super marketable. I right. had all this experience. I increased the business a billion dollars. Where was the red carpet, Camille? Yeah, it wasn't there. No. And, and here's why. I think that, you know, again, the millennial customers 
are holding us to a much higher bar for, you know, authenticity, responsible sustainability, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and, and when they don't see natural ingredients, they want to know why it's not natural. Uh, so I think that, that all the rules are changing. Um, and I didn't keep up with the rules because I was closeted in this, you know, this, this almost fake world of fragrance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still grateful for it. I have one fragrance client, and so I'm grateful for that. Uh, but I, uh, I basically um, was buried um, at Bath & Body Works in a fragrance world that probably could not be replicated anywhere else. Right. So the red carpet didn't get rolled out. No. And you, you were waiting for the phone to ring. That's right. Or um, <laughs> yes. call, calling people I'm sure you've known for many years and wondering why they're not calling back. That's right. What does that do to your ego? Um, it took a beating. But again, you know, that confidence that I got from Smith College Mm -hmm. basically said, I'm not going down with the ship. Um, So so I diversified myself, uh, took a deep dive into skincare. um, And and I also, you know, I I know the hot ingredients driving the market. Uh, I uh, I had worked with Pat Wexler, uh, Dr. Pat Wexler, uh, developing a line of products uh, with clinical skincare, um, uh, uh, within clinical skincare, and and it was enormously successful. It climbed to fifty one million, which is I, I have to say, give credit to uh, the network of stores that um, that uh, Less had. Uh, but but with that said, I positioned it, um, and I positioned it basically using common sense. Uh, and uh, uh, and I was enormously proud of the results. Uh, and so I built on that basis um, because I was already in the kind of, you know, uh, chronology that, that you get into when you have ingredients, ingredient-driven skincare. Uh, so, so that was great. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and I also... I'm thinking we're entering a golden time for skincare um, because for two reasons. One, the millennial customers understand from an early age they have to take care of their skin. And the baby boomers will pay anything <laughs> if it works. Um, so uh, so that that's interesting. And then there's the Gen Zers that are the sons and daughters of the, um, uh, of the millennials uh, who are just hitting college age and... Uh, college and high school age. Uh, and so I think that the, the there's a deep dive uh, into skincare, which will keep it the fastest growing category in beauty, basically because of all the technology that's now driving the bus. Right. I think you mean that um, the Gen Xers are kind of the children who are the Gen Zers, because I'm a Gen Xer, so the older Gen Xers. Oh, sorry. Yes. yes. But basically, you're saying everyone. Yes. <laughs> so I actually love talking about Gen X, because that's what I am. I'm 43. And, um, you know, we're sort of like the forgotten yes. um, segment of the population. And 
I think we're actually probably have the potential to be the most active. Yeah. Um, because we are educated and um, now we've just, you know, I won my freedom. Yep. Um, my kids aren't in diapers anymore. They're yes. In the world. They're like small That's right. adults. Um, so I have time to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I hear what you're saying. I, I love that you were able to like be confronted with like this like kind of ego crashing situation. Yeah, well. And this happens to a lot of people. I mean, not just when they, you know, want to pivot careers, but, you know, they get fired from a job and then they're devastated. Yes. Right? Um, and it's hard to climb out of that hole. Um, I love that this persistence you had in the very beginning of your career, like paid off again. Yes. Um, when you wanted to change directions. Um, but what, like, how much time did it take you and what kind of work did you need to do to be able to say to yourself, okay, I, I was stuck in a fragrance hole. That's not relevant to me yes. anymore. I need to educate myself and then find new opportunities. Is that right. like a six month period, a year long period? Um, uh, no, it was, it was maybe six to nine months, mm-hmm. um, because I had the base from the Pat Wexler brand, mm-hmm. um, and I could just add to it right. and, and update it, uh, basically. So, um, I think it was probably, you know, six to nine months. And by, by the nine-month mark, I was getting clients. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this is really, um, that's a lot of hope for the people listening yes. at home. Yes. Um, and was there any sort of situation where a friend of yours in the industry or even a friend outside the industry said, you know what, I think people are stuck on your, your history and fragrance? Yes. So what, what Absolutely. was that conversation like? Yeah. Um, so that, um, that was actually one of my closest friends, um, Marina Marr. Uh, said, you know, I think that you're stuck in that fragrance world and fragrance is the least active, you know, category right now. Um, So you need to uh, diversify. And I was already thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So that is what did it. Basically, I just, you know, by by that time, I was already knee deep in... um, uh, in diversifying my profile, you know, because um, I, I needed and, and I chose skincare because of what was driving that market. Um, and I don't think it's going to slow down. Uh, and, and all the new technologies that are, you know, ex- very exciting. Um, I, can, I can almost pinpoint who should go after what now, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, because I, I kind of know, you know, it, it's funny. Um, the, the skincare that Clinique did back in the day where the Richard, Richard Avedon shots and, and all of that, um, putting that toothbrush gave me an idea that I'm trying out with someone else uh, that, uh, because they've, they've abandoned it. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm thinking now that it's time to bring that back because it's just a billboard message, uh, so we're we're trying it with someone else. So what is um, what does this next stage in your career look like for you? Are you going to um, take a full time job at a company? Are you going to stay as a consultant? What do you what do you think is going to happen next? Well, what's what's interesting is I'm I'm interviewing now for a full time job, uh, but I'm you know I'm not sure it's going to work out, uh, and I'm I'm really I'm happy and feeling relevant to the new market. Uh, and that, uh, that's important to me because I define myself by what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so we'll see if the full-time job works out. Uh, 
you know, I have to move to Great Barrington, Mass. And it's like, it's, a, it's kind of a mess. Uh, but, you know, it, it could be, it, it could be interesting because I would get to build a team again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love building a team. Yeah, all this stuff is way more fun when you yes. know the people you work with. Yes. Um, I've been a freelancer through the years, and it's lonely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, it evolved into being what my business is now. Of course, not, yes. You know, which is a team. But, um, you know, knowing that there's, like, people to um, support you and yes. you support them and yes. watch their growth, there is yes. something really special about it's, that. It's, you know, there's nothing like it, basically. I mean, when you're as motherly as I am... <laughs> And you watch people develop. Um, there's just nothing like that. Yeah, it's super fun. Yes, and it's um, a really great way to um, inspire. Yes, and be inspired. Yes. Well, I'm so excited that you're sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Great. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoy this interview with Camille. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks, Camille. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.